0: Welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast, where Mommy Matters is a double entendre that states and declares that mommies matter. Where we have conversations surrounding Mommy Matters from conception to pregnancy to postpartum, mother and father wounds, dating, mindfulness and self care, spirituality, parenting, discipline, legislation, money and so much more. It is my hope and my prayer that the information that you gather here serves as a blueprint for generational and individual ascension. Enjoy. All right, welcome, welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast with your host, Cecile Edwards of Mommy Evolve. And as usual, I have a wonderful guest today. Uh, we are going to be talking about stress, reproductive health, and childbirth. So, you know, I love to talk about self-care, how we can take care of ourselves, and really getting into the crevices of what self-care means, um, not just the, the topical solutions, but the in-depth solutions that talk about the historical, the social, um, and of course your personal a relationship to your self-care and of course stress self-care those go hands in hand because you need to take care of yourself so you don't stress yourself so today I have Freya Morani of Root Mama and she is going to be talking about her experiences as a birth doula and a uh, women's educator and childbirth educator childbirth educator. And um, I look forward to this conversation. So without further ado,
1: Freya. Hi, I'm so happy to be here and sharing with the listeners today. Um, Thank you for that introduction. Yes, I am Sister Freya. And I am many things. I'm a mother. I have a toddler. um, And I support other mothers. I'm a doula that provides pregnancy support, labor support, and postnatal support. I'm a certified herbalist, a breastfeeding educator, a childbirth educator, and a fertility strategist. So I bring a lot to the table and um, yeah, I love supporting moms um, in this perinatal year. I don't want to be too jargony because I know we have mothers listening. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to geek out into like you know, birth talk. I'm going to break it down to everybody. We all speak in the same language. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, mommies, what we call the perinatal year is the three months, you know, prior to conception, um, all the way to a year before conception. We all kind of lump that together while being pregnant. And also the first year um, after you... Have deliver the child. That's all the perinatal time. Mm-hmm. So I specialize in that period of time in women's lives.
0: Okay. And so, um, you said you are a fertility strategist. First of all, I just love that, <laughs> that, uh, title because it, it, in this day and age, that's very unique and specific, um, to our needs. And so I wanted you to talk a little bit more about that and what your what that strategy would look like, sort of.
1: Sure. So um, with the strategy and uh, fertility strategies, to be specific, basically what I do when I work with women who, some women, let's just say they're preconception, they have not yet conceived, they're engaged, or they're in a serious relationship, and they know that you know, they want to be parents. And so pregnancy is imminent. So they may be interested, okay, well, what should I be doing? Am I okay? Uh, Should I go ahead and start now? Or what to expect? How can this be um, the best start for me. So those are the preconception mommies, and then we have our more of our mommies who have fertility issues. So these are moms who have been trying for an extended period of time, six months or more, and they have not achieved conception, or they've achieved conception, um, and they haven't been able to carry the pregnancy through to a full term.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: those are some the the two situations that we have. So with our moms who are struggling to get pregnant or to have a viable pregnancy through the full term, we sort of look at lifestyle, I look at lifestyle, um, hindrances, uh, it's emotional, it's mental, it, and it's physical. So it's a holistic approach to looking at the mother to see what kind of blockages are going on in her body and her, and her mental, um, that could be possibly preventing her from conceiving. So, um, some of the more common things that black, especially black women, um, suffer from is fibroid tumors. Mm -hmm. That's very prevalent, something like two and three black women have fibroid tumors Mm -hmm. and those can prevent uh, conception or they can cause early miscarriages Mm -hmm. and they can cause pregnancy complications. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of times if the moms will go to the gynecologist, they will opt to cut cut them out, laser them out, or chemically burn them out. However... I I rarely do I meet a a mom who's gotten any counseling about why the heck did I get these tumors in the first place and how the heck do I keep these tumors from coming back? So we, you know, sometimes it is appropriate to get them uh, removed, but it's always appropriate to get counseling on how did the tumors get there? uh, What lifestyle, um, you know, circumstances are lending to these, Tumors and how can I? If I if I do get the surgery, how can I prevent them from coming back? Or if they're small enough for me to handle with lifestyle changes, what will it, what will it take for me to shrink these tumors and dissolve them naturally? So that's one. Um, PCOS is another, uh, you know, common um, hindrance to fertility. So that's a hormonal issue. Um, so the PCOS, the fibroids, also tubal blockages
0: mm. is another.
1: Um, is another hindrance to to conception. Well, that's one that you don't hear much about. What exactly is that one, tubal blockages? So um, if you go and you get a fertility um, examination, one thing that they're going to do is they're either going to do MRI or they're going to do an ultrasound um, of of your reproductive cavity, so that whole pelvic floor. So all the organs that sit in the pelvic floor, especially the uterus, the cervix, your fallopian tubes and your ovaries. So they're gonna look at the ovaries and they're gonna see how viable they look and they're gonna look in your fallopian tubes. There's these little tiny hairs that help carry the egg on down from the ovaries into the fallopian tubes where they sit and then that's where the sperm would meet and then once the conception has happened, those little hairs continue to move the the fertilized eggs on down into the uterus so that it can implant. So um, some of the things that could cause blockages would be an untreated STD. If you have an STD for a long time, like chlamydia, gonorrhea, BV, that goes on untreated for months at a time, that will start, that can create scar tissue and damage and inflammation that could reach all the way up into your fallopian tubes create scar tissue and make a blockage mm. you could also have a nutritional issue that is not allowing for those little hairs to be free to in order to move the egg on down into the uterus so it could be a ph balance issue a nutrition issue or a scar tissue issue um and so your diet would directly affect uh you know and also if you're if you have proper hydration dehydration would uh not give your body the fluids in order to um you know keep that keep your fallopian tubes clear so that's something um just general hormones and then sometimes people obesity in and of itself too can cause infertility Mm. so um the obesity is linked to the PCOS but they're not always coming in a package but a lot of times they'll come come in a package the PCOS with the obesity the obesity in and of itself will trigger um, a PCOS type of effect in the woman's body so um so, yeah, those are some of the main um, blockages that, and, and, and challenges that women experience with, uh, with fertility. And so the strategy part comes in, you know, we, re, I mean, it seems a little bit mundane and a little bit like, what the hell, excuse me, I don't know if this is a PC, but like, what does that have to do with my fertility? I want to know, like, well, what time do you go to sleep? And like, where do you go to sleep? And who sleeps with you? And like, what's your thread count? Do you have blackout (laughs) windows? What time do you wake up? What do you eat? What's the first thing that you do when you get up? What do you eat? Okay, then after that, how do you get to work? Are you taking the train? Are you like, or do you drive? Do you walk? Do you take the bus? What's your experience on the way to work? When you get to work, what do you do? Who do you interact with? How do you feel about that? Are you doing work that you like? How do you feel about the work that you do? Are you contributing in the world that you like? Do you have other children? How do they make you feel? How do you manage them? How's your relationship with your partner? I know this seems like really crazy, but this is important all of these questions have to do with your fertility all of them well what time do you eat what do you snack at work do you go to the machine do you take your own food where do you eat oh i eat but exactly where how often well do you normally go there how often, you know, so those are the, type like, that's how I get the strategy because I know like it, it's a really long intake and, and I ask a lot of questions, but I want to know all of these things because they, they really matter. I'll give you a quick example.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nurses have some of the highest rates of infertility. Wow. Nurses, Thank because you. they work very sporadic hours they may work seven uh 7 p.m to 7 a.m for three days they're off for two days then they're working 7 a.m to 7 p.m for two two more days then they have three days on three days two days off it's all over the place and so a lot of times what happens you'll even see you can go to the hospital you'll see a good half of the nurses are overweight mm. you'll see that because it is extremely hard. I mean, it's extremely hard for them to regulate their hormones because every time you go to sleep, your hormones, uh, they reset. So you have your melatonin that kicks in Mm -hmm. and you have all this hormonal... you have all these hormonal processes that are happening at night, that's going to reset. And then after a while, usually around the when the sun comes up, your cortisol will start to kick in and your body's like has the adrenaline and has what it needs to wake up. But it's very important that you get that deep sleep and that that melatonin kicks in because all of those hormones are precursors for other hormones, your hormones that are related to your reproductive health, do not operate in a, in, a, in a silo. So your estrogen and your libido and your, um, your progesterone are not independent of your melatonin, serotonin, oxytocin, etc. All of this chemical cocktail is very important. And so a lot of times um, the average gynecological visit is about seven and a half minutes. And they're not asking you about what did you eat and how do you feel? Right. They're asking you, oh, you can't get pregnant? Here, take this pill. Have a nice right. day.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll see.
1: Oh, keep trying. I'll see you in three months. Hopefully you get pregnant.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: what we are concerned with is we don't just want to get you pregnant. We want you to have a healthy pregnancy. We don't right. want you to be sick and mm-hmm. achieve pregnancy. Because what does that mean? High risk and complications.
0: Right. And a healthy life so you can nurture that child in an appropriate way after. Absolutely. Um, so, you, you know, you just said, you just said it all when it comes to it. I, you know, I was just educated on quite a few things as well. Um, and I'm reflecting on it because my sister is a nurse and she has crazy hours and, um, you know, she doesn't, she actually deals with fibroid issues and things like that. So, um, yeah, that, that all makes sense to me because um, I have noted in my own personal life, like I have one daughter, but I don't have another one yet. And I'm like, why am I not? And I kept on and I keep on saying to my husband, I think it's because I'm, you know, not as relaxed as I should be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or something like that. Um, because I know that I have the ability to give birth, but it's just it just hasn't happened um in, you know, the five years that we've been married at this time. But so when you are talking about relieving stress and you basically touched on um, what that means and you really gave an in-depth understanding of that holistic um, approach. And I really just kind of want to drive that home even further when talking about self-care and your mental and your physical and your spiritual health and how it affects, you know, everything. Because that point about sleeping properly, Mm -hmm. you know, that... We have in our society now this whole idea around sleep, where you know they say you know you have to rise and grind and you I'll sleep when I'm dead, kind of thing yeah type of thing, and it's like, ooh, child, that sounds crazy to me, I don't know about you, <laughs> but not sleeping is a torture tactic like i i don't I don't know about that one um." So can you think of any other examples of, you know, or give suggestions for women who are, you know, attempting to um, get pregnant or not even just get pregnant, but women who have had babies and the importance of them um, getting, getting enough rest and what that means to their, to their mental health and and physical and
1: spiritual health. Absolutely. So a lot of this advice is, it it ends up being about the same across the board. I mean, there is a number of ailments or challenges that can be remedied with the same solution. Right. I just happen to focus on fertility and childbirth. Mm-hmm. But this would be true if you had diabetes. Right. <laughs> you know, this would be true if you had high blood pressure right. These same tenets of basic uh, meeting your physical needs, even mental health issues, right? Meet your physical needs first, and then we'll deal with the particulars of, you know, getting the right balance in your brain or whatever. But we have to address your physical needs first, you need water, you know, you need nutrition, and you need sleep. <laughs> you know, you need physical movement, you need sun, you need quality air. So those are like the basic things that we take care of before we start getting into the minute things. So a lot of times, like if people have a fertility issue, they have an allopathic approach. I want a pill, give me a pill and then I'll get pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. Or, hey, I'm pregnant. I need the right thing. Like, give me, what pill do I take? So, you know, everything, everything's in my prenatal vitamin. Great. Okay. And then I'll just do whatever I want. And it's like, mm, not quite, you know, yes, there's herbs I can tell you about, about your fertility, for sure. If you're having issues with lactation, yes, I can tell you about some herbs that are going to be icing on the cake, but I have to address the cake first, which is your, you know, your holistic lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So the sleeping is one. um, And then you ask, what are some other things to consider? Yes. Right. Okay. So um, for me, I'm, when I work with people, I'm an outsider. So I'm not You know, I'm not in the everyday throes of your life because I think once you get in the rhythm of things, sometimes you don't see everything. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't see, like, oh, I didn't, I never realized, you know, before I even get to work, I'm already stressed out from taking the train. You know, I, I never noticed that. I just, this is just what I do. It's my daily routine. I'm in the grind of it. So usually I'm able to discover. What is it about your lifestyle that may not be fully supporting what it is that you want? Like, for example, Mm -hmm. I've talked to nurses and they'll tell me, I've been trying to get pregnant for six years. This is the most important. I'm like, okay. They're like, yes, my husband doesn't have any kids. This is the most important thing to me in my life. I want to reflect back what I heard. You are telling me right now. The most important thing for you right now is to achieve conception and expand your family. Yes, it's so it's the most important. You know, we'll go on and we'll be talking about it and we'll talk about what they've tried what she's tried and what she's been told and you know, and, and sometimes it's 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 minimal that they've done, you know, it's minimal what they've done and it's been minimal the type of support that they've gotten from their doctor. Mm-hmm. And so then I t- say, okay tell me about your schedule. And then when we start getting into the schedule of, uh, oh, this hospital and this and that, and they're like, wh- and I'm like, okay, are there any other job opportunities mm-hmm. for you and your field that will be of supportive of your main goal in life right now, which is to get pregnant? And then, if, ooh, it gets real. Like what? You mm-hmm. know, I have to give up something? Like, mm-hmm. you know, so that is a perception issue. It's, you have to know that um, you have to have a core belief, uh, I guess, of abundance. Mm -hmm. You're going to find something else that's going to support you where you are right now. This particular job at this particular hospital is not the end-all, be-all of the world. You may miss out on 10 years of pension, but you would have a lifetime to spend with your baby, right, right? your child. Mm -hmm. So we have to kind of, the, the, the core belief that she had was, I have to hold on to this job. I can't let it go. I have to hold on to this job. I can't let it go. But we have to shake that up and, and, and replace that thought with, I am a, an abundant being. I will get the resources that I need from, I'm open to receive uh, abundance and, you know, uh, employment or, entrepreneurship or resources that I need and I'm open to to receive that in any way that the universe opens it up to me Mm -hmm. I am willing to let anything go that is not serving my highest and greatest good right now
0: right but let's back up a little bit right because first we have to and this is a core piece of self-care and stress reduction we have to be aware of ourselves right and yes. we have to get real with what it is that is really taking us out so for example myself I haven't worked at a full-time nine-to-five job in about a year and something and that's exactly what I had to do exactly what you just said I had to believe and understand and know that there was something else out there for me to do that would support what I needed at that time in my life yes. but it took a um Unfortunately, oftentimes, it takes a breakdown for us to step up, right? <laughs> and that's what I want to avoid for mothers and women. We have to become self-aware enough so that we don't have to get to the point where we have an anxiety attack, a mental breakdown, a, you know something like that, or infertility in order for us to be awakened to the fact that the lifestyle that we're living may not be supporting our highest good. Um, so self-awareness is number one, is, is what we could say, if you, you could put that into a structured way. Self-awareness and then releasing some of the core beliefs that are holding you back from changing from um, what you're currently doing to
1: what you would like to do. Right, absolutely. And some people just, they just don't put two and two together. They wouldn't put, you know, people just want, the people, they don't want to talk to me about their job and like how they get to work and how they feel about their work and what's going on with their family dynamics. They're like, I just want to talk about my uterus. Mm -hmm. I just, I I called you about fertility, you know, but unfortunately, you know, everything, the emotional baggage that we have, that's where we carry it. Right. So, you know, your uterus does not, is not you know, in a test tube somewhere, it's inside your body, it's inside, you know, think about a pool, you know, it's like a, a a pool of cocktail of chemicals and, and everything is affects the next thing. So sometimes for those of us who are evolved, I know your podcast is Mommy's Evolved. So, mm-hmm. um, so we, you know, some of that, some of those things come second nature, but a lot of the women that I'm talking with, it's the first time they Yeah. It's the first mm-hmm. time they're hearing it. It's the first time that, that their everyday lifestyles ever been, they've ever been invited mm-hmm. to, uh, to really dissect it. Right. To really, really break it down to the bare bones and see what's working, what's not, what can I get rid of? What do I need more of? And another thing that I found is that women have failed at so many things like they, you know, they, they said they were going to go to the gym and mm. they stopped going. They, they tried to, you know, to, to improve their diets and that didn't work. They did it for a couple of days. And so there's a lot of guilt and shame yes. and fear around trying something new because, you know, they have to learn about self-forgiveness. How can you, forgiveness is not a one-time thing. Forgiveness right. is something you do every day. You wake up and you forgive yourself about right. everything I know I you know, signed up for the gym membership. I, I spent $400 last year on the gym and I only went three days. Mm-hmm. I, I released that to the universe. I forgive myself. I love myself. Today is a new day and a new opportunity to live my best life. And here I'm going to try again. I, I believe in myself to try again. I, I'm just going to focus on today. I'm just going to worry about what, am, what, am, what choices am I going to make right now and today and live in the moment. And that way they can release that fear and that guilt and, and beating themselves up for making the choices. You know, sometimes women, you know, they may have been promiscuous at some time and, and end up having scar tissue from STDs and, and they just don't want to forgive themselves. I was such a this then. And, and so if you're not willing to have compassion, and forgiveness for yourself, it's hard to have healthy relationships with your partner. It's hard to have healthy relationships with others. And it's hard to give yourself an opportunity to try uh, you know, t- something in the future. You have to learn how to love yourself and forgive yourself and be patient with yourself. And what I tell my, my clients, because I work you know, with women who either have babies or want babies, I tell them, you know, think of yourself as a little baby. think of yourself as a little baby who's trying to learn how to walk you know you don't you wouldn't berate your child you you can you'll never walk look at you you fell down (laughs) you'll never walk Mm -hmm. you're just a failure just go sit in the corner You're, you're, you're just a failure and I'm like you would never speak to your baby like that so you know think about you trying to incorporate these lifestyle changes as you trying to learn how to walk So you gotta baby yourself, love yourself, nurture yourself, give yourself a pat on the back, wrap yourself up in a comfy blanket with some tea sometimes and just say, you know, ooh, today was hard. Let me rest and I'll try again tomorrow, you know. It
0: definitely takes, um, it takes a lot of effort, quite a bit of effort, a lot of support. So that's why I'm glad that, you know, you are doing that kind of thing to give women support around that particular issue. Um, you know, communicating what you're feeling is so powerful when you're trying to, um, just make any kind of change and, and, and see yourself differently. Um, because you will gain, um, encouragement from others outside of you to, you know, keep on trying, perhaps gain a buddy to do whatever it is that you're trying to do. But that support system is so critical as well in, in, finding ways to reduce stress and to keep commitments to yourself and all of those kinds of things too. is what i found
1: as well. Something that you just said stuck out to me when you said communicate what I'm feeling, mm-hmm. you know, identify what I'm feeling. So even with stress, stress to me is a very generic, uh, broad stroke thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm angry or, you know, I'm, I'm just exhausted. I'm overwhelmed, you know, so these kind of like big, big broad stroke things. But sometimes if you if we can sit with ourselves long enough and have the self inquiry enough that we can really pinpoint exactly what it is. Um, and I know some t- that to some people who are listening to this, this that may sound like, duh, but for some people, you have to realize they are not necessarily connected with their feelings like that.
0: Exactly. They're
1: not really exactly. able to pinpoint right. what it is like, okay, so um, I'm not starting, you know, I'm not starting this particular uh, plan and then being able to go, but why? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I don't have the time, but why? <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm just overwhelmed, but Why? Mm-hmm. And so that self-inquiry will help lead you back to what it is that you're really feeling. And yes. that will help women connect with themselves yes. because fertility and childbirth, pregnancy and motherhood is really about being connected with who you are. Yes. Um, if you can connect with who you are, know your feelings, your emotions, Um, when you need to break, what you need, how to communicate, what it is that you need. You would be surprised, Cecile. I talk to so many women who will not say what they need. They will infer it. (laughs) They will kind of get round about it, but they will not say they need help being able to state what they need.
0: Why do you think that is? I have my personal theories. I think that women are weird. Adept and we have we 're very in tune to what other people need, right, mm-hmm. and so we assume that they know what we need in turn, and so that we so we don't have to speak it out but that 's my personal theory, one mm-hmm. of them anyway mm-hmm. um, but why do you think that is? Why do you think that many of us because I know i've gone through it where i I was like you know, I literally was asked, you know, why do you think you're not getting what you want? And I'm like, because people don't want to give it to me. And and, and that person was like, no, it's because you're not asking. Mm-hmm. For it. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't, I guess I didn't say it expressly, but I assumed that they would know, you know, but back to that. Why do you think right. it is that women don't have this issue?
1: I think it's a couple of things. I think it's revolutionary what a woman can say, I need and fill in the blank. That's revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And that is, a, that is a, a marker of like, she is coming into her womanhood for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is childhood. If, they, if you're a child and you constantly have your needs not met, yes, you develop this apathy of it doesn't matter. Nobody's going to meet them anyway. And you just kind of move around the world like that. You just kind of, I'll just take care of it myself. I'll take care of myself. I'll do it myself because we, we were, we didn't have our emotional needs met. You know, no one sat down and, um, and, and connected. Are you, are you needing some space? Right. Are you needing, do you need a hug? Right. Do you need love right now? Do you just need to sit with me and be quiet? Mm -hmm. Do you, do you need my attention right now? do you need me to listen to you? No, sometimes people had, as a child, never had anybody meet their true needs. Mm -hmm. They had a roof over their head, they had clothes, but nobody ever met their emotional needs. And little girls definitely um, fall victim to this, right? So we just develop this into womanhood and we just keep doing it. So that's one reason. And then um, another reason is we're afraid sometimes of, of, of offending people or not having, we just, ha- we, we assume, we assume instead of, you know, just saying it or giving the person an opportunity to meet the need uh, or even giving ourselves an opportunity to meet, meet the need. Um, we just, we just assume, oh, it won't work or they won't listen or whatever. And we just kind of answer for them and not give them an opportunity um, to do fear it. fear
0: of not being able to get what you want. Yes. Not having had that emotional need met in the past. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: And then another one I would say is sometimes I've seen women kind of hint at things like, or they just say, well, he should know. Right. He should know that uh, when I want to go out on a date that I I like this and I like that. And I mean, the perinatal time is the highest rate of divorce. Mm. It's the highest rate of divorce. And so.
0: Intriguing. I never knew that.
1: Yes, yes. Within the first year the baby's born is the highest rate of divorce. So I want my parents, I want the moms, I want these relationships to work. So I give out my advice. I I can't, I can tell you what not to do more than than I can tell you what to do. I don't put myself out as a relationship uh, guru. But what I tell women is, this is good self care for you. You need to be able to tell your husband your partner what it is that you need give him a chance to meet your need believe in him give him up give him an opportunity so um one mom you know she wanted a date but she kind of felt like well every time we go on go out on a date i have to plan it i you know i have to plan it anyway and sometimes you know if if we kind of scurry around and do everything men will let us do it <laughs> like they won't, they won't stop us so we have to kind of just stop ourselves because they won't do it. And if it's important to you to have that spontaneity, to have him pick the date and, you know, you, it's something that you'll, you know, want, want to do, give, I said, give them better parameters, give them better parameters and then let it go, let, release it. Ooh. You know, I would like a date at a five-star restaurant. I would like to be picked up. You know, I want to be treated like we were dating. That made me feel so good. Remember when you used to open my door for me? I, I miss that feeling and that's how I want to feel on this date. I'm going to get dressed. Um, I want to keep being in the room. Don't come in here because I want it to be a surprise for you. And that's the way I want to feel this night. And then release it to him. Mm-hmm. Release it. <laughs> you know, yes. Don't have to control that whole process. You mm-hmm. can give him parameters so that your needs are met. And then still have the spontaneity and then now he has enough to work with to know that type of feeling that you're trying to get. And that can be translated to so many other things. So you just had your baby and the in-laws are there and they keep asking you questions and you're so exhausted. Thank you in-laws for coming. What I, I am in need of three hours of rest. So after 10 p.m., I won't be answering any more questions. Um, if so, let's go over anything that you may think that you may need, like how to use the cable, what's the password to the Wi-Fi, you know, where is the toilet paper? Let's go over all that right now, because at 10 p.m., I'm about to shut this door, and I will not, and I need to rest, and I'm not going to be disturbed. Thank you guys for visiting. So let's talk. You know, some, so some women will complain to me and talk to me about the in-laws. I'm not the right person to be talking to about this, right? <laughs> you know, we need to get you strong enough and have the tools to communicate your needs when you when they need to be met to the people in your life. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. It's something that we definitely, I always say, is something, and that was something that I have to teach my daughter, even now, you know, because, you know, she'll not say things to people when they do things, and then she'll come and tell it to me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you need to be direct about what it is that you need that person not to do or to do. Yes. So that's somewhere that we can start with that, you know, paying attention to whether or not we're always um, allowing ourselves to jump into our children's battles, we have to empower them to speak for themselves, as well as our friends and family members, etc, cetera, etc, cetera. because I've had to say to some of my adult family members, um, that's not something that I need to know. The person that
1: you're talking about needs to know. That. <laughs> it's so revolutionary to yeah. just talk to people about how you feel. It's almost like people feel like they would rather run down the street naked than to tell somebody, you know, I don't like the way you talked to me at the barbecue last week.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. It's definitely... Definitely, and as you said, it is a release from your mental, emotional, and spiritual system that allows your body to relax more. It, it frees up your um, your system, your endocrine system, <laughs> and, it, and it keeps you you know keeps you flowing that energy flowing through your your body instead of you know constantly thinking about thinking about um, what you want to say and it not being able to be said. Now, if you feel like you're talking to somebody that you can't communicate with, then what? <laughs> Right. That's the next thing. Stop talking to them, perhaps. Find other Mm -hmm. ways, write a letter, write an email. You know, there's other ways, but always get it out.
1: If there's anybody in your life that cannot listen to your raw needs and respect them, they don't need to be in your life. Anybody can get it. Anybody can get cut. Right. That's just true tease right there.
0: Right. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You should be. A, you should have. If the if the relationship at the bare bones, that's a good litmus test. If the if the relationship at the bare bones, can I listen to your needs and honor them and respect them? It's not a healthy. It's not a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. So you've got your answer,
0: right? Yeah.
1: So that
0: is that is an ultimate stress release. <laughs> right so we we talked about um freeing yourself and releasing yourself emotionally we talked about a little bit about the spiritual side of that um the physical side i think that um you know the conversation about exercise and um healthy body weight and these kinds of things is a little interesting especially when you're talking about you know amongst um Black people or people of color, however you want to conceptualize that, um, because we often, um, you know, don't get enough uh, exercise in our conversation around healthy body weight and things like that, is very, um, it can be a little bit skewed in terms of, of how we think about that. And how does that play a role in um, stress management and, um,
1: and such, um, the role of exercise and nutrition in stress mm-hmm. management, mm-hmm. physical, yeah, <clears throat> it plays a huge role because carrying excess body in and of itself can cause a lot of problems in the body. Um, for example, like the amount of the amount of weight that we're carrying on our bodies can cause for example uh extra insulin you know to be circulating in the body mm. um also the things that we eat can also trigger sh- uh, anxiety right. um de- yeah. de- dehydration in and of itself can cause symptoms of depression and anxiety so you may be feeling like you can't make decisions you may have a headache, you may feel uh, fatigued, or you may feel really jittery and like on edge, like at any moment, something bad could happen. And you're thinking, Oh, my God, I need to pop a Xanax. No, mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes you need to drink a liter of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's take care of your physical needs before we start talking about psychotropic. 001. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's start let's start dealing with that. So that's how important uh, food and nutrition is on our body. If you don't, uh, if you don't eat, and you don 't have proper nutrition like let 's say you 're malnourished a lot of times obese people are both obese and malnourished right, and so they 're eating because they 're hungry their body 's like i don 't have enough, so I need to continue to eat they're make the, because of the food choices that they make they, they have their their belly is full, but they still still may be low in magnesium, vitamin D a uh, uh, zinc uh, you know copper, all of these uh, micronutrients that are very important. For uh, chemical processes that are happening in the body, right? So your decision making, um, your emotional regulation, um, uh, switching from one task to the other, uh, being able to go to sleep, um, feeling confident. Uh, feeling at peace, all of these things are biochemical uh, reactions, right? So if you're malnourished, you don't have magnesium. one of the most important ones. Magnesium is responsible for over 300 biochemical processes in the body. So you, yes.
0: How do you get a healthy dose of magnesium?
1: Well, I would say because of our, because of the way that our food is cultivated and, and you know, the type of food that we get, unless you grow your own food, you go to the grocery store, you're probably not getting enough magnesium. Hmm. So I've experimented with lots of different magnesiums. And the one that I'm loving now, and I've told so many other mothers about it, it's called Ease. Mm E-A-S-E. Ease. You can get it on um, Amazon. And it's a spray. So it's a topical. So it's absorbed through the skin. And I like it because... There's another one that I used to take that was oral, was like a powder, which is very effective. But what I found is that I wasn't able, I wasn't remembering. It was like once I finished my bath and everything was like out of sight, out of mind. And sometimes I wouldn't go back into the kitchen and get the magnesium. So with the spray, it's right on my bathroom counter. I get out of the shower. I take two to three showers a day. So I get out of the shower, boom, spray it. And I've got my magnesium, you know, I've got my magnesium for the day.
0: Okay. So intriguing. Okay. Yes. I definitely so. heard of magnesium being an issue and vitamin D and um, such. So I'm sorry. I know you can hear noise. I know y'all can hear noise. I have to be, uh, I have to apologize. I am at, not at home <laughs> and I am on vacation, so I can't control what the other folks are doing. But um, so what other nutrients? Are, I know that exercise is extremely important and necessary for your body to be able to relax and to for your blood to flow. And- yes,
1: and it helps get rid of brain fog too. You know, sometimes you just feel like your mind is not working, you can't right. think, you can't concentrate, it's hard to make decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that is just cl- uh, junk in the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, And the brain, you know, the, the only way, like our endocrine system, um, oh my gosh, our endocrine system, there's another fluid that I'm thinking of that's escaping me at the moment. But this, it's only um, moved by movement. So like we have our circulatory system that is moved lymphatic. by our heart, lymphatic. Thank you, my love. Thank lymphatic. you, my love. So yes, our lymphatic system, which carries all the waste you know, out of our bodies right. and, and out, of our, you know, out of our brain, it's, it's moved by movement. So if we are living a sedentary lifestyle, uh, we're not getting the full benefits of our lymphatic system. So things could start to pool, you know, and, you know, so when we talk about fibroids, that's an accumulation of waste in the body that's not being eliminated properly. When we want to talk about cysts and tumors in the breast, there's a major lymphatic system underneath your arm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and so when we put on these heavy aluminum deodorants like secret and degree and all of that i hope that's not going to be a conflict of interest on your podcast talking about these brands but when we use yeah. those major brand uh deodorants and then we're sedentary that's just inviting um stagnation mm-hmm. um and a collection of toxins in the body so Uh, we've got to move to get our lymphatic system to be at its optimal movement. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. I always encourage my clients to let's find something that you like. It could be swimming. It could be basketball, tennis. It could be biking. It could be Zumba. It could be uh, African dance, belly dance. It could be um, running. It could be power walking, jogging, hiking, um
0: even yoga i mean it's stretching your body it's a great workout
1: it could be yoga so um there's no one size fits all to the movement issue because we got to find out what are your life demands right who are you who are you responsible for do you have children are you married what is your work schedule like where is the gym in relation to where you live um, or a park, or anything like that. We've also got to unpack the emotional baggage that people have about getting up and moving. Yes. If exercise is off-putting to you, we can call it movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, does, it, does, it, does, it can be any way. The end, goal, the end goal is we want you to be fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. So there's no one way that we have to get to that place, right? so some people accountability works so if they join you know a boot camp or a fit camp and they are going to show up and people are going to be expecting them that may be the motivation that they need some people feel like well what I really want is a home gym and I like to do things on my own time that may work some people need a personal trainer some people need dance now for the fertility issue For the fertility aspect and femininity in general, I will recommend that women incorporate dance. Mm
0: -hmm. I I will,
1: I will recommend that they incorporate dance because running is cool, but running does not move the body in a way that you'll need to get pregnant. It's very regimented, you know, uh, you you know,
0: run properly too. Yes. Body gets out of alignment. Yes. That's very not good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So even, you know, you have to have a transition. So I always encourage my moms, like, you have to have a, have to have a transition from outside to inside. Mm-hmm. Because when we're outside, we are in yang energy. We are super yang. We, you know, we are aggressive. We got to be. we gotta be we're out there we're asserting ourselves we have to demand respect depending on where you're at you have to stay safe stay vigilant stay woke right and you're just yang masculine dominant assertive getting it done accountable asking people you know demanding all of that all of that you have to you know have some type of ritual when you get home you know it may be being intentional about taking your clothes off. Okay. I'm taking off my pants. I'm releasing that pant, you know, that masculine energy. I'm, you know, I'm washing off my face. I'm rinsing off all the stress of the day. You know, it doesn't have to be anything extra that you're doing, but just even the things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis, if you put intention and prayer behind it, it becomes a ritual.
0: Yes, It It
1: becomes a ritual, right? Mm -hmm. So you're thinking about those things. You take off your shoes. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving that journey of the day at the door. Yes. take off your shoes i am take off your pants i'm leaving i'm taking off the masculine assertive energy in the pants i'm putting on my my lapo or my wrap skirt right mm-hmm. i'm washing my face i'm rinsing off the stress of the day you take your breath you know and you take a deep breath and then you decide how am i going to interact with my family today what kind of what energy do what i like to bring to them right now mm-hmm. do you not have any energy that's valid too i need 30 minutes i need 30 minutes to myself right now i'm about to shut the door and let them watch cartoons that's okay too so um you're just intentional about that and what that does is it will help you get into a space because if you take that yang energy to the bed you ain't gonna get pregnant right
0: right 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 because it's too too masculine energies that don't that don't make a baby
1: no no (laughs) but a lot of yeah a lot of women don't yeah, they don't know how to switch out, switch out of that because it's, it's, it's helpful, but you got to, you know, use it at your will, but you are the one who's in control.
0: Exactly. And in order to be in control, you have to know yourself and be honest with yourself. So it all ties back into um, really paying attention to yourself, seeking the assistance that you need, communicating what it is you need. All those things are critical for stress reduction, for taking care of yourself and for reproductive health. Okay. Okay. So, um, I think this, this was a very fruitful conversation. I feel like I want to say, ask some more things, but it's kind of like, it's still all coming back to (laughs) those things that I just said. Um, and thank you so much for such great, um, examples of how to reduce stress, how to identify stress, how to do it in a holistic way very, very critical. Are there any other points that you um, feel like you can add to this conversation um, for women and any other takeaways or interesting facts that many women don't know that we should know? Um,
1: Well, two things I'll say. Number one is every pretty much Everything in life, I can't think of anything. You tell me if you can think of something. Pretty much everything worthwhile in life is done slowly and gradually.
0: Yes.
1: Is that accurate?
0: That that is very
1: accurate. Like- okay. <laughs> yes. okay okay cool yeah it takes 40 weeks to make a baby you know it's just everything is slow and gradual yes. so I want everybody to be aware if somebody tells you that they're going to sell you a flat tummy tea and that's going to solve all your problems if somebody tells you come and get this weight loss surgery it's going to solve all your problems yes. if somebody tells you to pop this pill it's going to make the pain go away you know I want you to think to yourself you know what Everything worthwhile. It holistic and long-term takes time and patience. Mm -hmm. So I want you to heal, not just for the moment, but I want you to commit to a slow, slow journey towards optimal health and wellness. It's the best way because it's going to be long-lasting. That's the first thing. The second thing I want to make sure to know is that you are deserving of a dream team. You are deserving of a dream team. I want you to think about resources and people around you, even podcasts such as this one, Mm -hmm. things that can be a part. So you might not be able to talk to Cecile every day or, you know, you, you working your way to book her, her services, But if she's mentoring you from her podcast, administering you through her podcast, I want you to include Cecile as a part of your dream team, Mm -hmm. somebody that's bringing uplifting information to you and somebody that you know can be a resource to you when you're ready to take advantage of the services that she offers. And I want you to think about that, your dentist, your doctor, your car, you know, and then I want you to see, are there any holes in my team? If there's a problem that you've been struggling with for more than six months and you've done something about it and you haven't moved from point A to point B, I want you to think what resource or person can help me get to the next step on my journey.
0: Mm. Yes.
1: You do not have to be alone in this process. Mm -hmm. And everybody that has anything to do with your wellness, even your financial wellness, Mm. your accountant, your bookkeeper, that's part of your financial self-care. Include them on your dream team. I want you to think about the people and resources that you have at your fingertips because everybody should be working for your highest and greatest good. If if anything needs to be changed up, added to, or, or you know, altered in any way, then that's okay. You are deserving to have a team of people dedicated to your highest and greatest good. You deserve it.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely by the way you are nurturing or trying to nurture or attempting to nurture life and so therefore you need people to nurture you in order to get that bring that life that's the ultimate the ultimate uh, job and, and sacrifice that you can make in life so um, I, I agree with those completely and fully and thank you again Freya for your service and for coming on the podcast and, and sharing those insights how can women get in touch with you for your services and and learn more about how they can work with you
1: so definitely um i invite everybody to check out my website it is root dot m a m a dot c o rootmama.co and from there you can read blog posts that i've done i've written about anxiety i've written about fertility um you can connect with my youtube page from the facebook uh, which i have fertility videos i have pregnancy videos i have pregnancies, I have um, videos about um, dealing with uh, depression while trying to get pregnant. I I, I try to talk about a variety of of topics. So if you click on contact us now, you'll get all of our social media and you can click on services and find out about the services. So I try to let that be like my worldwide hub Mm -hmm. for you to connect with me and the Root Mama brand.
0: Thank you so much. So go ahead and check out Root Mama and um, connect with her and reach out to her for services. She is the bomb.com. Okay. If I ever do have another child, I know exactly where I'm going. (laughs) So, um, so thank you so much for being on the Mommy Matters podcast and thank you all for listening. And I know that you've gained some powerful insight to implement in your life today. Have a wonderful day. Peace did you like that i know it was as informative for you as it was for me look this is a process for all of us and to keep this process going i would love to invite you to donate to our podcast we want to continue to give you high level content beautiful content that enlightens and inspires and broadens your vision to elevate you and evolve. So please feel free to go to the podcast page at anchor.fm forward slash mommy matters. We would love to hear your questions and comments as well so that we can discuss them in future podcasts. And you can email that to momevolve at gmail.com. You can also visit the website and send your comments there. www.mommeevolve.com. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Peace and love.